This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. It's now time for local poetry and discussion on Beyond Rhyme. Welcome to Beyond Rhyme for the month of August. Today, our recording day is a perfect winter day. There's blustery winds and lots of rain and grey clouds. It's the epitome of what a winter day is in Christchurch. Some of us walked here, some of us bussed here, some of us carred here, but we all got here to the studio. So welcome Camilla and Mark, Mark our guest today. Hi, thanks for having me back again. Thank you for being here with us. It's our pleasure. Thank you. This is a poetry show where we have a guest and he or she reads poetry from their own original ideas. And the poetry can take any form. It can be almost like a short story sometimes or it can be a very short piece like a haiku. So there's lots of variety and... We've learnt from all our guests over the months that you never know what a poem is going to be and what it's going to be about. But sometimes it's social commentary, sometimes it's about the landscape, sometimes it's about people, and sometimes it's about feelings or a whole lot of other things. So just like to welcome Mark here today. He's come back. He's decided to come back as a guest. So, Mark, how are you going today? Yeah, good, thanks. As you say, some of us walked here, so it was a bit chilly on the way, because <laughs> I'm the one that walked. So, um, bit dampish, but I, we, we'll muddle through. Yeah, great to be back, I think. Yeah, thank you for having me back. Yeah, and um, what's your poetry like? What are you going to share with us tonight? Well, actually, I've got some of my, some more of my poetry, but Last time I was here, I, I was asked by you guys whether or not I've, I write short stories because apparently some of my work comes across like it should be a short story. I said, no, I hadn't, went away, and now I've come back and I've got a couple of wee tiny short stories that I thought, well, I'll give it a go because I was inspired by your comments, as it were, and um, so, yeah, I've got a couple of results. So you've got your own computer and printer at home, have you, or do you do it at the library? Or? I do my writing at home and I print at the library because it's just cheaper. Yes. Really. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Really. And I, I notice you like using different shaped letters, uh, different fonts. That's just me experimenting, I think. And yeah. I particularly love this layout, the layout of the, the fragile line. Beautiful. Beautiful, just works so beautiful on a page. You yeah. have a good Thanks. sense of, you know, there's a design principle going on there. Yeah, I love it. Mm. Yeah. So, I think are we ready for yeah. one now? Shall okay, start? I'll, I'll, let's start with the fragile <laughs> line, shall we? Um, the fragile line. Who is real? Can you feel? Do you know? Does it show? Who is real? Can you feel? Do you fear what you hear, or will you be what you see? To have the strength to cleave to the things only you believe, to walk the line sometimes fine, to walk the line as fragile as mine. Wow. What does the word cleave mean? 
to to grasp to to cling to grasp yeah, yeah. they've got what's called a rosettosaurus or rosettosaurus and you look up words and it's got three or four other words that describe the same word yeah hey, i don't know if you're familiar with one of those but i yeah i've got one you have got one have yeah. you do yeah. you use it very often oh yeah yeah i do but only to click dust <laughs> if I'm to be completely honest, great dust collector. Um, yeah, don't know what I'm going to do with all that dust I'm collecting, but it's, it's, it's what it does. But yeah, it's, it's you know, it's there. to walk the line as fragile as mine. Yeah, mm. because I think this is all about individuality, not not just my own. I wrote that for myself to remind myself. Because this whole writing poetry thing and, and coming out in public with it, very new for me, mm-hmm. and a very, very, could be said, a very fragile line. So I wrote it to remind myself, hey, have the strength to cleave to the things that only I believe. You know, when all my friends are saying, oh, come on, let's go and have a beer or have a game of pool or something, I know I've got to go and write some poetry because it, it says so in my head, you know? Mm-hmm. So... Do I say no to my friends or do I say no to my my own desires? Sorry, mate. Hey, sorry. To your, yeah. to your own self, yeah. isn't it? Just Unto your own self your be own true, self. they say, isn't it? Mm. That's what my father always said, to thine own self be true. I think that's true. fantastic advice. I think that's fantastic, fantastic advice. It sounds Shakespearean. Well, sorry, I missed that was too quick for me. What was the advice? To thine own self be true. Mm. Which is pretty much this, this fragile line that we all walk, you know, because especially in this modern world where, um, was it commercialism they call it, isn't it? We turn on radio, there's ads, someone's telling you something, selling you something. Turn on the TV, there's definitely ads, somebody's selling you something, you know. And we all rush out, well, not all of us, I guess, but as a majority of society, we all rush out to acquire these credit cards so that we can acquire things that we've been told we need. Mm-hmm. Now, to walk the fragile line of not to be so susceptible to what you're told you need, but what you know you need, mm. that's what that's about for me. Is it is it too much if I ask Mark to read that again? Because now with the explanation, hopefully, you know, the readers and I will be able to, to get more out of the each line. Okay. Have you ever been lines? able to write a read a poem off by heart? No. No, nor can I. I, I. Sorry, I have one that I can recite because, yeah, it means a lot. Yes. And that's that, I think I read it when I was last here, and that's Truth, which goes just really quickly. I hear your words, I see your actions, I even feel your emotions. But only when all three send the same message, can I believe you? Truth. Uh, I remember that one. Yeah. I remember you read that last time. Mm. Hmm. I've, I've actually rewritten that because there's an election coming up, right? And not to get too political here on the radio, but I've rewritten it and it goes something like this. I've called it now a letter to our leaders and I've superimposed it on the picture of the beehive, coincidentally. And it goes like this. We the people hear your words. We see your actions, and we even feel your emotions. But only when all three send us the same message, can we believe you. So, yeah. Mm. Mm. There you go. 
So let's hear this poem again. It'd be great okay. if you could share it Sorry. again with us. The fragile line. Who is real? Can you feel? Do you know? Does it show? Who is real? Can you feel? Do you fear? What do you hear? Or will you be what you see? To have the strength to cleave to the things only you believe. To walk the line sometimes fine. To walk the line as fragile as mine. I think when you're in with the with the mind, you know, you include yourself in that. You're allowing yourself to be to be vulnerable. You know, you're exposing yourself and your vulnerability, but with so, you know, in such a subtle way. Mm. Yeah, that's that's really nice, Mark. Really nice. Thanks. I suppose we all live in a fine line. We might be successful in some periods of our life, but then certain things might happen, and we have to start from scratch again or yeah. gather the pieces up. I totally agree. I think that's the whole point. Is it's written by me about me walking my fine line, mm-hmm. on the understanding that everybody has a fine line to walk. I mean, they I know, in my parents' time, Mel, and and maybe yours, Alan, they used to say to us, "It's the easy road or the hard road." Well, I sort of think, overlooking back at time, I think to myself, there's no such thing as an easy road. Every road I've ever driven down or walked down or 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 bicycled down, at some point on that road, there is a pothole. <laughs> right? Now, I know, I know that's um, actually literal here in Christchurch, but it's also figurative yes. in, in, in life, you know? I think, I think there's a great parallel there where no matter what choices you make, there's sacrifices, there's, there's potholes. What's a pothole? It's a hole in the ground that shouldn't be there. Okay, yeah. You know, yeah, makes yeah. your car go... Dun-dun. Okay, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, I think you used the key word there, and um, sacrifice. Yeah. And sacrifice is not necessarily something negative, you know. We can perceive that as mm. something greater, you know, something more um, noble, or it can it can be that's right yeah yeah, yeah. it has a, a bigger meaning than just the suffering itself mm. so does the feel the word feel mean your own feelings or being in touch with something else like an object or a person or a thing all feel. of the above all of the above yeah all of the above because how can you be own personal opinion here but how can you be truly in touch with your own feelings unless you understand another's empathy is a got to be a key part of self-discovery, doesn't it? Mm, absolutely. Absolutely. Possibly. <laughs> Possibly, maybe. Yeah, who knows. <laughs> Thanks for that, Mark. There's a um, very good director. Mm. Oh, yes, that we're celebrating this month, aren't we? Yeah, so we're celebrating Taika Waititi. We're in August and we have some famous people whose birthday I August, including Taika Waititi. And uh, the music selection for this month, it's all based on the soundtracks of some of his movies. So for the first one, we'll have Ella Fitzgerald with the Dipsy Doodle. Take it away.
little get in your hair And if it gets you, it couldn't be worse The things you say will come out in reverse Like you love I and me love you That's the way the dipsy doodle works The dipsy doodle is easy to find It's almost always in the back of your mind You never know it until it's too late And then you're in such a terrible state Like the moon jumped over the cowhead diddle That's the way the dipsy doodle works When you think that you're crazy You're the victim of the dipsy doodle But it's not your mind that's hazy It's your tongue that it's fault, not your noodle We enjoyed that. That was Dipsy Doodle by Ella Fitzgerald. She was born in 1917 and she was deemed the Queen of Jazz. So I hope you enjoyed that. Shortly we'll have some more poetry from Mark, our guest. But firstly, just like to thank our incredible support from Scorpio Books. They're at 120 Hereford Street and after any sort of book you like, it'll be in there and the staff are very friendly. So Thank you to Scorpio Books for their support. And now we'll hear from Mark. Next poem I'd like to read out is a poem called Now, which is basically just a reminder to keep going. Mm -hmm. And it goes like this. Now, the time is now to manifest your dream, regardless how insane this fact may seem. Stand tall and strong, calling upon your inner power for every second 60 minutes given is your opportunity's hour to spread wing and take air to step upon unseen bridge without fear the time is now to manifest your dream regardless how insane this fact may seem let doubt and negativity fade to grey allowing positivity to light the way as you cross the bridge unseen leaving behind completely all you have done and all you have seen to embark upon your mission of total transition from a world based on might to a universe bathed in tranquil light. The time is now to manifest your dream, regardless how insane this fact may seem. <laughs> <laughs> or as Nike say, do it now, I guess. And uh, my favourite part is that regardless of how insane it may seem, is that yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, because sometimes it does. It does. You know? And people will make you think that it's yeah. beyond insane. But 
that's the idea of walking a fragile line, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I forgot to mention when you were talking about the fragile line poem. It reminds me of the, the movie with Johnny Cash. Ah, yes. You watched that? No. But oh. I have, I have of course, heard of it and um, yeah. seen bits and pieces, but I've never sat down to watch the whole yeah. movie. And Joaquin Phoenix. Wow. Yeah, he he's amazing. He's just amazing. Awesome actor. Mm. So listeners, do you want to hear that poem again? Yeah. Yes, they all say yes, so we'll have to listen to it again. Yeah. It'll be great. Yeah. Well. Now, the time is now to manifest your dream, regardless how insane this fact may seem. Stand tall and strong, calling upon your inner power for every sixty minutes given is your opportunity's hour to spread wing and take air, to step upon unseen bridge without fear. The time is now to manifest your dream, regardless how insane this fact may seem. Let doubt and negativity fade to grey, allowing positivity's light to light the way. As you cross the bridge unseen, leaving behind completely all that you have been and all that you have seen. To embark upon your mission of total transition, from a world based on might to a universe bathed in tranquil light. The time is now to manifest your dream, regardless how insane this fact may seem. Mm. Mm. That value of the 60 minutes is just awesome. You know, we take for granted a day we're at work or doing chores or something and we think, oh yeah, just, yeah. But we've really got to value each, each hour that we get, don't we? Well, yes. Absolutely. Yeah, time's very precious. Yeah. Um, because we waste it every day. It just squanders. Whilst we're sitting there, saying how precious it is, Yeah, we've probably got a coffee in hand flicking through Netflix or, or you know, scrolling through our, on our phones or something, you know, rather than people. That's so added, added to that, we think to ourselves, just what is important? What, what, well, are, what you know, yeah. we, we get our serenity mucked up by things that happen, but really how important is it in the scheme of things? Me personally, I think... The purer the, the thing, the better. The, the purer, the cleaner, the better. If it, well, I don't like that term. And so when I look at what's important, there is nothing, there is nothing I can receive in this world that didn't, won't or will not come through another human. So humans have got to be the most important thing. Mm. Mm. You know? I know people out there that really love money, and I say to them, dude, you know, if you love money that much, because they're like, ah, oh, people can't be bothered, you know, blah, blah, blah. They're too much drama. And I get that, because there's a lot of drama out there. But if they love money that much, I remind them, the only place they get money from is people. Because it's a man-made thing. You know, it's a whole, the whole concept is man-made. So if they really like money, love the people, they'll get what they want. Which is, you know, in essence, I think... People, eh? Very wise. I think there are different, maybe there are different money loving exercises. And I think that for people that love money, if we're talking about middle class, as you know, it's just distraction, isn't it? But I yeah. think, I don't know, I'm not, you know, I'm not a royal and I don't have, you know, multi million um, dollar family members. But I imagine that if they are like on top, like on top, on top of the world, do you think that maybe I'm not defending them and I'm not being anything? But do you think that maybe they're trying to defend that for their family as well, for their people? I don't know. 
if we're talking like big, 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 big money. On the planet that we live on today, although yeah. I digress away from poetry, on the planet that we live on today, that's a pretty selfish sort of uh, mm. way to think mm. because it's been proven by science there's room here for, what was it, 10, 10 billion people. Yeah. We can we can accommodate 10, people, 10 billion people on Earth. Yeah. That's a big flat, right? <laughs> but uh, by 2050, we'll be there. So what's 2051 hold? Jeff Bezos, great dude. Done some great <laughs> stuff, right? What was the benefit to mankind um, for him and six people to fly the, the edge of space? I mean, I saw, I saw uh, little how, how many small countries, national debts, could he have just walked over and gone, we'll, we'll clear that for you, Bob, don't you worry. And I mean, yeah, okay, everybody's patting him on the back for being the first man in space. But... Um, Imagine the pat on the back he'd get for clearing a national debt here and there. And does he have the ability to do that? Yes, he does. Does he have the ability to do that without affecting his future generation's family's wealth? I mean, yeah, I guess he probably could say he does. Will he? Probably not. Mm. You know. Yeah, I saw a meme kind of, you know, Describing what you what you're saying there was like uh, uh, two buttons, you know, one sa uh, save the world from hunger, or flying to space for six minutes, huh? or whatever, how many minutes, you know. So you, you choose the button. What do they? What does he want? And who is actually patting him on the back? Because I don't, I don't see many people patting him on the back. You know, how much support does he really, really have? It wasn't like it wasn't like something like first man and went to the moon kind of thing you know it wasn't that great because no, no. i was what we were watching that on the news and um i had some people commenting with what's the big deal about it you know i just don't get it i don't get it what is the big deal about it and it was actually the second because the the virgin guy went before didn't he yeah the, that's right Bezos went higher didn't he or something. oh possibly yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and yeah you're right branson went yeah first. there you go yeah richard yeah, branson, richard branson. Yeah. yeah i've got a belief that the world could be run without money, like no value on anything. People just do it because they want to. Sign me up. I'd, I'd be into that. Yeah. I'd, I'd, still, I'd still do my job. If everybody wasn't paid, I'd still do my job. Do you yeah, know, exactly. Nothing, it's completely uh, changing, but I remember watching a documentary on Netflix ages ago, and it was about... Egypt, you know, Egyptian society. And uh, there was this guy that he is very wise about everything in Egypt. And he said, there was no slavery in Egypt. They all did, you know, like Ellen saying, because they wanted, you know, there was no slavery. They were doing for a greater cause, you know, for the for the well-being of the entire oh, society. Yeah. And what a better and, way to live than that, right? Mm, Rather utopian in this mindset. Yeah. Hey. Very interesting, very interesting. Okay, is this a good time for a music break, Helen? Yes, that was <laughs> that was quite a discussion. We're obviously philosophers as well as oh, poets. Oh, yes, of course we yes. are. Of course and we are. I'd like to introduce to you our next song, uh, The Phoenix Foundation, Flock of Hearts. The Phoenix Foundation is an indie rock band formed in Wellington, 1997 to present. And Flock of Hearts is from the movie Boy.
Welcome back to Beyond Rhyme for August 2021. Uh, by the time you hear this, the Olympics will be in its final day. Hope some of you managed to rest and look at some of the sport if you're into sport. There's sort of an assumption in New Zealand that you will be into sport, but it's not necessarily the case. So welcome back to Mark and Camilla. And Mark, you have another piece for us. Yeah, I've got a short story this time. Just as I was saying in the opening now, uh, when I was last here, you guys asked if I did short stories. I said no, went away and gave it a try. So this is what we came up with. Mm-hmm. It's called The Seeker. As into the darkness, seekers stride, eyes thought to be opened wide. With sort of discernment upon their side, their perception their only guide. As their quest for an answer begins, despite the darkness ahead, a seeker grins. At the thought of what they may learn, as within the desire for truth begins to burn. The question burning in their mind as their true selves they seek to find. Along the way they stumble and fall, becoming disheartened by it all. What is my purpose? They begin to cry. Am I born just to die? Yet each time they rise from the floor, upon reflection they see and know more, of which it is they seek to learn, as within the desire for truth continues to burn. Lessons learnt from each fall results in our seekers standing tall. Height not built from foolish pride, but the realisation there is nothing to hide. So with honesty our seekers now walk. Those that listen can hear it in their talk. Sharing with all what their travels have taught, to some insight, to others naught. With each shared insight the darkness begins to fade, as inroads to enlightenment made. Learning to face the fears deep inside, the fears that force the truth to hide. Truth defeated and put in place, able now to walk with a touch of grace. Now inside, what was once a burning desire has transformed into revelation's fire, illuminating the seeker's path so all is clear, showing that which is theirs to bear. Knowing now their role to play, as the seeker becomes the guide at the end of the day, 
to aid humanity back on track to a place where we love rather than attack. For the seeker's greatest lesson, when all is said and done, must be that one is all and all is one. I take that as a growing confidence. Let's hope. If I was to walk around Hagley Park continuously, at some point I'd stumble and fall because I'd run out of energy Mm. and I'd lose my balance because of the fatigue. But I have the opportunity of getting up again or, or resting for a bit and then getting up and walking home. And there was a dear 1,500-metre runner in one of the heats who was the world favourite, and she was at the back of the pack and she got tripped and she fell down to the ground. And she got up and she ran around the whole pack and got into the semi-finals, which is just an unbelievable human feat. I did see that on the news and it was fantastically inspiring, wasn't it? Mm. It was just like, oh, yeah, so she fell over. So someone's going to... Because they said on the news, you'll never guess what happens next. Next thing you know, I thought, someone's going to come and do the minty thing and pick her up and carry her to the end. No, she actually won the race. Mm. Not bad. Yeah, that was inspiring. Yes. So that's a similar story to what you've told? It's about, for me, for me, it's about... I believe we're all looking for something. I believe there's a truth out there that we all know exists. Not that it's the same truth for everybody, but everybody has a sense of a truth existing out there and looking for it. Because it's either that or people are sitting around thinking that they know everything and I don't see a lot of that going on. So I think everybody has an understanding that there's more to learn and more to more to find, more to seek. Do you think some people run out of things to do and just hit a plane and just carry on thinking that they've accomplished everything they need to need to accomplish? All is possible. All I, is possible. I, 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 I wouldn't like to... I hope not, you know? Mm. Like, yeah, I wouldn't like to become that. All is possible, maybe. I mean, what's that? That's plateauing, isn't it? Plateauing, yeah. Yeah, so that happens. I always say plentiful universe likes the same as anything can be possible. Yeah, yeah. I read a book once, Mind Power. It's called Kevin Keogh. And he said, abundance. If you if you can create a, a mindset of abundance, then that's what you'll... Mm. But, yeah. And do you know when you're positive? I sort of know when I'm positive, but after I've said something, I realise I might be a bit negative, but I think I can pick up when I'm positive and when I'm negative. Yeah, I like to think I'm in touch with my emotions a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So when was that written? About two weeks after our last meeting. Oh, right. Nice. And you mentioned that it's got two parts. Yes, it has. So that was part one. Yeah, okay. And then part two goes, The darkness less than a memory now, as our seekers rise from a slumber that began, they know not when nor how. Replaced with warmth, a love, a light within them, leaving no room for fight. They reach to embrace this eternal force, only then experiencing the truth, they themselves create the source. Each no longer one part of anything, simply all. Like a Samahari session, one remembers as all simultaneously also recalls. One more lesson 
yet to learn the lesson of how to return, to show the us yet to come and left behind what there is here to find. And so the seeker's seed is sown, hoping this time heard when reminding of that already known. Donning once again a soul-making for all, enlightenment and the goal. So it is once again the seekers set this course, leaving the all with no remorse, turning their backs to the light as they take in the sight, as into the darkness the seeker strides, eyes thought to be opened wide. So it's sort of like when you take the two pieces, it's a journey of life, death and back to reincarnation, I guess, of, of because a part of me believes that that's possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and we come, we seek, and only in demise or in our passing do we find the, the truth. And then a little bit, I don't know if you've seen the movie What Dreams May Come? Yes, yes. But, many years ago. Um, in that, it's a Robin Williams and, and he, his partner, they both die in the movie, end up in heaven, and they decide to come back to, to experience life all over again. Like in that movie, the concept is they've got a choice. And so I borrowed a bit of that, I think, that concept. And it's the seeker, how he goes, comes into life, you know, um, from darkness, eh? and um, which is the sleep that we were in before we awoken. And then he returns to that sleep to be fully in, and realise that the whole seeking is destined to be found at the, at, at the end and then comes back with a desire to share that thought with everybody that he's left behind, forgetting, of course, that you get to forget a whole lot of stuff in the journey <laughs> of coming back <laughs> because that would be like the greatest life hack ever, right? Mm. But, yes, not the case. So that's how I wrote that. So as basic as someone's life might be in their journey, they still have something to offer others. That's something that I picked up from that piece is that your own experience can be very beneficial to someone else. Yeah, I think so. I believe that. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think like, just like a car, I mean, or, or just about anything really, any mechanical device at least, or living, organic. There's not a little, not a lot of parts in that, whatever you care to look at, that don't have a function in that whole. You know, mm. like we, we, we as humans, we have our appendix. But okay, so over time, that's become defunct. I can see that, but other than that, if you know what I mean, like everything has a function mm-hmm. within the human form. Everything has a function within the form of a sunflower. Mm-hmm. Everything has a function within the form of a motor car, a stereo. Everything has a function. Even the appendix itself, you know, you can get appendicitis and it will slow down, will slow you down. You yeah. know, if you're rushing, you say, now you need to stop and pay attention here. Slow down. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it can work like that. <laughs> and so, yeah. Um, Look, all I do is extrapolate that sort of thought out and go, we acknowledge that planet Earth is a living entity, 
we acknowledge the universe to be a growing, living entity. We are just a part of that. Therefore, the fact that we're here denotes, as you were saying, Alan, everybody has a role. Mm-hmm. Hey? And we, I think the roles are multiple because some days I feel like a teacher, some days I feel like a student. Some days I'm learning, other days I'm teaching. Very profound. Alan's is taking its time to absorb all this, all this wisdom. Alan, yes, you look concerned. <laughs> wisdom is something that forms through life experience. Yeah, yeah, and through, I think also through taking time to to observe, you know, and to process all this because. Maybe what happens with people this is that they're so busy, like what you're saying, with flicking the remote, watching Netflix, and never being you're busy doing nothing. Being there, yeah, never being there, concentrating. Yeah. It's only being distracted, isn't be it? Be present, be mindful. Eh? Yeah, it's a distraction. Distraction is the enemy, isn't it? Mm. Mm. You, t- you tend to enjoy a movie better, I think, when you go to the movies. Now, is it because it's a better quality showing of the? F- of the film or is it because you're actually taking the time to concentrate mm. on you know mindfully you're there to watch the movie mm. the phone's not going to ring the door's no. not going to knock you're there to watch the movie therefore yeah. you can you know do that stuff you're allocating that time this is it I'm yeah. only here that's the only thing I'm doing and the more the more things the more individual things you try and fit into that individual minute the more diluted your attention is upon each of those individual things. Mm. I like to try and do like three things a day that I think to myself the day before, right, tomorrow I must do this, this and this. That's it. Three I can handle. Give myself to it. Walk away. (laughs) Relax. Because it takes effort to be mindful, I find. You know? Because I'm not the Dalai Lama. It takes effort to be mindful in things, you know? I find when I reach the point of being mindful a friend or a family member will come in and push you into the future and you, it's like a big jolt to your brain. and you, It's just like you're just trying to concentrate on the moment and enjoy it and then someone goes, woof, you know, what about next week? What about next month? You know, so, so I just, What do you say? Do you just... I, I'm polite these days. but <laughs> <laughs> We have times for some more music. Yay. Now we have... Oh, Alan, what do we have? We have Tom Waits with a song from Jojo Rabbit. Which is called... I don't want to grow up. Yeah. 
Welcome back, listeners. That was Tom Waits with I Don't Want to Grow Up. This is the last segment of our show, and Mark's agreed to share some more of his writing with us, which is great. So go ahead, Mark. Thank you, Al. This one I called Nostalgic Love, and it goes like this. Nostalgic Love. Absently, the trade winds of nostalgia begin filling the sails of my wandering mind with memories of and emotions of both loss and win, reliving emotions of every kind. The full gambit from darkest sorrow to brightest glee, but by far my favourite breezes carry memories of thee. Mm. So who is thee? An ex-partner. True story. Yeah. Ex-partner, mother of my children. You still got a soft spot for her? Yeah, of course. I think I'll be like bit caramello for the rest of my days on that one. Yes. Yeah. So could you read that again for us? It's a short piece so we can listen to it again. Nostalgic love, that's cool. Absently the trade winds of nostalgia begin filling the sails of my wandering mind with the memories and emotions of both loss and win, reliving the emotions of every kind. The full gambit from the darkest sorrow to the brightest glee, by far my favourite breezes carrying memories of thee. Do you think crying helps as being a, a male? I, I can't cry myself, but I get weepy yeah. sometimes, but it's hard for us to cry sometimes. Yeah, programming, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that a bugger, though? It's meant to be a really good release. It is. When, when you cry, and you feel a lot better afterwards. I, my ego likes to think that I can't cry, but I know I do. And... Uh, you're right. It's a great thing to do when you have to do it. Mm. You know, a little bit like cussing. You know, nothing better than cussing straight after the hammer hits the thumb. Mm. It just does it. Right. Mm. It just releases that. So it has its place. But yeah, like crying, you know, like all emotion, right? And there's a lot of emotion that remains after a split like that. Is well, she actually passed away, so it's a big split, if you would. You know, da, da, da. know just just conversationally. Wow. Yeah, but that was a long time ago. So. Yeah. But the breezes still blow the curtain occasionally. Hmm. Wow. Alan, do you have anything to share with us today? I've got one piece. I've got a big book here. Listeners, um, I'll just open the page and hopefully it's all right. Okay. <laughs> Now, you may not understand this one, which is typical of my poetry. This one's called Consensus. Consensus is when you two people or three or four people agree on the same, somewhere near the same thing. Consensus. Where shall we live? I want to live in a big city so I can get lost, go for coffee and look at the art gallery. I want to live by the seaside and discover my spirit, collecting driftwood. I want to live in a big city so I can choose my job, go to the gym, and I'm close to things. I want to live by the beach so I can light the fire, breathe the fresh air, amaze at the birds, get lost in the sand from a quiet road. I want to live in the big city so I'm close to sales, back to work, go to the gardens, get access to everything. Well then, how will we conclude? Get out the map. I actually want to surf and watch the moon, so how about we buy a house in Brighton? <laughs> <laughs> right, of 
course, right on the scenes. Of course, of yes. course. But it's, it's, it's a couple, like you might have two completely different ideas and somehow as a couple you've got to come to a conclusion or yep. like a, an idea of where you both can meet in the yep. middle somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, I knew all along that Brighton was the answer. Yes. Always knew. There's some <laughs> beautiful houses out at Brighton along the seafront. What do you mean by some? Oh, they're all beautiful. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm a Brighton lover. I love Brighton. Don't talk about Brighton. Do you think they'll leave a patch all the potholes in that car park behind near Countdown? Like, nobody can afford to reseal it, so, so they've just left it. <laughs> left it with all its holes and dips and potholes here. Yeah. Talk about yeah. feeling like cursing. <laughs> when we go there. It's only, it's only okay when it's grindable, though. Yeah. <laughs> But there's a really good second-hand clothing shop there. You pick up a pair of jeans, second-hand jeans for Not $2. Anymore. Sorry, to yeah. are you talking about like in that area, that yeah. set of shops is gone? Oh, okay. Yeah, I know. Very but sad. they put so much energy into the library. It's the best library in town. Yeah, you yeah, know, that's really good. I and think with an awesome view as with well. With that library, though, I think part of the reason it is the best library in town is the history of how it came about. Okay. I mean, that pier was built by the people for the people. Now, I can beat that drum all day, but I love that idea. Mm-hmm. And what happened then was, as far as I'm aware, the, the council, they were a bit short. Now, that was enough. We hear, remember the um, chocolate raffles and all that that used to go on in New Brighton on the, on the Sundays. Mm-hmm. All that money that they were raising was for a new pier. Wow. They got that, just about. And then the council come along and says, hey, we will uh, do up the shortfall and we'll slap a library on the end of it. Great. Fantastic. And like you say, it is... Well, I go to the town library, so I'm a bit <laughs> to be honest. But, but um, it is a fantastic library out there. It's a great resource. Yeah. They plugged into the wider of the people, the feeling that comes from when the people get together mm-hmm. and do something um, as opposed to the authorities get together and give us something. Mm-hmm. When the people join together, there's a, what was that, Live Aid. Name a concert that had the same vibe as Live Aid. Hard to do because that was for the people by the people. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? That's what I'm getting at. Um, and that library out there Sort of, sort of plugged into that. Mm-hmm. The council, I think, very smart. I like our council. They did great work. Plugged into that and said, we will help you with that last little bit of funding. We'll put a library on the end of it. Win-win. Wow. Lovely idea. There's an amphitheatre there too that was built before the library and the pier, but yeah. there's a beautiful amphitheatre there. Yeah. When they have... Buskers. The buskers, they use that amphitheatre... I've just had a fantastic idea for you guys. Mm. What about a live show beyond rhyme at the amphitheatre in New Brighton? Boom, done. Done. That's it. That's it. I'd love to come, but I'm busy today. Save the date, everybody. We don't have one yet, but just save the date. I don't know if that'll make the show or not, but it's a great idea, right? I think it's a great idea. Mm. 
isn't it, Alan? Mm. I think it is. Inspirational, my man. When Perfect. I was first able to use mum's car, mm-hmm. when I was about 15, I used to drive out to Brighton from Ireland and buy records. Just sort of tell you that. Well, speaking of records, I think it's time for us to wrap up the show with another song. And to say thanks to Mark for another awesome session sharing your your amazing lines of poetry and short story like but they're more poetic really yeah. <laughs> they're very you've got the poetic voice in, guess, in you, you know. yeah and uh yeah thank you to the listeners for being here with us and we're gonna finish with blue summer also by phoenix foundation and that's a song from eagle versus shark and this is it for august see you next time team thanks, thanks mark thanks see you guys Thank you.